Welcome to Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse, where they encourage you to think big and act bigger. Along with your help, Cornerstone Transitional Housing is here to break the cycle of homelessness in the greater San Diego area, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. As long as poverty, injustice, and inequality persist, none of us can truly rest. Now, here are your hosts of Cornerstone Radio, Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse on K-Praise. Good evening and welcome to Cornerstone Radio. I'm John Simon, along with Pastor Ed Brody and Blaine Nurse from Cornerstone Transitional Housing. If this is the first time you have joined us at Cornerstone Radio, our mission is to break the cycle of homelessness and to help men and women regain control of their lives. Tonight's topic is going to be a good one. It's about, do you have a... Do you have a open hand. You know, Ed, um, when I think about open hand, that is generally um, being generous and lending to the poor and needy mm, and in that. So I know that you have a scripture on heart that you would like to go ahead and start us off with, and we'll go ahead and pass it to you. Yeah, having an open hand is not just about monetary things or or assets that you have. Having an open hand means how are you giving of yourself as well? Mm-hmm. And uh, in Psalm 41, David kind of puts it uh, in, a, in a way I think we can all understand. It says, Oh, the joys of those who are kind to the poor. The Lord rescues them when they are in trouble. The Lord protects them and keeps them alive. And he gives them prosperity in the land and rescues from their enemies. And I'm going to read the third verse as well. The Lord nurses them when they are sick and restores them to health. Now, one of the things that God does is is He encourages you to give by restoring to you. I, I always think of uh, Matthew uh, five seven. It says, "For those who give mercy, receive mercy; mm-hmm. for those who are merciful, will receive mercy." And God gives back to you what you have. And I'm not talking about if you give somebody five dollars, you're going to get five dollars back. But if you have an open heart and you're giving from the heart. Things that you need, God is going to give back to you. And that's what he's saying here. For the joys of those who are kind to the poor. Now, the word poor here it also means those who are struggling. So it's mm. not just poor people. It's people who uh, who have problems. I know there's a lot of people, for instance, that have enough money they can afford a house. But when it comes to buying food and that kind of thing, they really struggle. Yeah. So those are the kind of struggling, the kind of struggling that uh, he's talking about here. And it says uh, the Lord protects and keeps those alive, keeps them alive. He gives them in prosperity in the land rescued from their enemy. Now, oh, uh, back up to verse one again. The word trouble there, by the way, is is uh, has an interesting meaning. It means the day of evil. So he rescues them when they are in a day of evil. Mm. So. Regardless of whether it's a spiritual war you're in or a physical war, God is going to rescue you. He's going to be there with you. He's going to protect you through these things because you are doing uh, giving to others out of obedience to God and out of your uh, what he has given to you. So when we talk about our, do you have an open hand, again, it doesn't just mean monetary things. It means spiritual things. You could also even include uh, sharing Christ in this. 
uh, you see someone who's down and out and they don't have a lot of hope, you may not be able to provide their physical needs, but you can definitely provide for their spiritual needs. So you can call them to the side, pray for them, pray for, that they uh, receive what they need. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's part of this giving to the poor. It's part of this open hand that he's talking about. And as he goes on here, the Lord protects and keeps them alive. He gives them prosperity in the land and rescues them uh, from their enemies. So he not only heals you, he protects you. He takes care of you in all of these instances. Uh, God protects his own. And uh, I'm going to kind of go out on a limb here a little bit. When I say he protects his own, he protects those who are obedient to him because they're doing what he's called. Mm -hmm. If he gives to you and you share with others, that's what we're called to do. There are some who believe in Jesus, and I'm not saying they're not going to heaven because they are, but they're just not obedient to what God's calling is. Hmm. All Christians are called to share with one another. You know, we're called to be a, a brotherhood of love. We're called to help each other. And in fact, uh, in the New Testament, it even says uh, we are to help our enemies and provide for their needs as well. And if you're doing these things, then the promises of God are that you're going to be taken care of yourself, that you're not going to suffer through uh, through trials and tribulations and uh, uh, that kind of thing, and unless <laughs> unless God is going to, trying to teach you something, and uh, I think we've all been there where we find ourselves in a situation where we're wondering how did I get here, and that's a time when you go to God and say, "Okay, God, what am I supposed to learn from this?" Because we know that in normal circumstances He would take care of you unless there's something for you to learn. And it, it takes, he talks here in verse 2 about protect your, your uh, physical assets. And when in verse 3, he talks about your spiritual aspects, nurses, your health, nurses you to health, and restore, I mean, nurses you when you're sick and restores your health. So it, he's, he covers it all if you're obedient and doing what he says. If you have an open hand and you're sharing from all of your resources, the physical resources as well as the spiritual resources, Mm -hmm. God is going to take care of you. He's not going to have you go out and do all these things and then abandon you somewhere uh, where you're going to be injured or or, uh, not be taken care of. So when when I see this open hand, that's what I visualize. It's a total commitment to serving God, total commitment to receive to sharing your resources, both physical and spiritual. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, that, that's exactly what it is about giving out. And it's not only physical, it's also spiritual. And that's where a lot of people um, don't get the difference between. They think, well, if I just do it physically, then I did my share. And right. if I just did it spiritually, then I did it there. I think it's a little, it's a little bit of both. It's like, um, you know, it's like um, getting down and um, praying you know, and then getting back up and not doing anything that you prayed about or, or what the command's about, you know. So, yeah, you got to do a little bit of both. You know, Blaine, I know that you're over there looking at um, your Proverbs. you want to read it? Is there something that you want to yeah. read out of? Well, thanks. Yeah, I just want to say thank you, audience, for being out there. Uh, we're having fun here as we are going through the experiences of our lives together as brothers. Um, we just want to share with you a little bit. 
you know, a little bit about the report of what's going on out there. I do want to agree with uh, Pastor Ed over there, or, or with God's word that says that he watches over us. You know, guys, we've been out there at that park, I don't even know, four or five years, and God's hedge of protection has been around us. Um, yeah. He, his Holy Spirit has filled us. He's brought people in and out, and and we get to watch him move. Amen. And, and we just get to be the hands and feet. Um, even before I get to my verse, I, I just want to build on that just for a short time that um, as, as we see God's hand and his hedge of protection around us at the park, um, we're building relationships. It reminds me, I got to say, audience, brothers and sisters, I've been blessed to get to Africa a couple times. And God's hand, you know, we send our missionaries out there. Praise God. I think, thank all of you out there. Um, it, and each one who's gone over in a country that just doesn't seem to be safe, it's but God. Because we've got God. We've got our God. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. we've got his holy angels around us. We've got his spirit filling us. And um, that's what we get to experience here. And that's what I've experienced in other parts of uh, this world. But, you know, you know what, Brother John, I do. I have a, I have a scripture here, and i got to let you guys know it. It's, it's the virtuous wife that's found in Proverbs 31.20. Um, speaks of what she does and how she does things. And, man, oh, man, can we take some, uh, just some instruction from her. But, it's, uh, again, it's Proverbs 31, verse 20. It says, she extends her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her hands to the needy. Again, speaking of the virtuous wife, when we walk and talk, and you guys are right, you know, some are out there doing some work, and, and that's awesome. And, man, there are many that are going to have crowns that are so ginormous because they're the prayer warriors. They're, mm-hmm. they're praying for God to tear down the strongholds. They're praying for those hearts to be softened. Um, but we want to encourage our group to, it's an action today. Um, she reaches out her hand. Yes, she reaches out her hands to the needy. As we get to go out there and bless the, ho- the homeless, we know that we ourselves are blessed beyond measure. And um, we get to watch him work and move. I think I remember telling the story of Mary uh, one time, just asking if we had some food. And praise God, uh, that food was provided, um, those burritos. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of times, you know, I get to, I get to um, thank God and let friends know about Africa. But it's like, it's great to go around the world. But you know what, folks? We need to take care of the needy here in our hometown. Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe we can be the hands and feet. And that's what we want to encourage you with today. Absolutely. Good. So you were sharing about a little bit about Africa. Well, you know, um, we were building some schools in Africa. Matter of fact, the, the team just got back a couple of days ago. I did not go a couple of days ago. I was there about three years ago and about six years ago uh, building schools. And we were able to go into some villages that definitely if we were, uh, we were up with the Maasai warriors and uh, we had medical teams, we were able to do what we do here in El Cajon, guys. We were able to go there and bring water and food and clothing. Uh-huh. And, yeah. uh, you know, the Maasai still wear their robes. They have robes, and, and uh, the warriors, they carry their swords. <laughs> when, they always wanted to show off their swords. I'm like, no, it's okay. Um, but we traded. Praise God, I was able to bring back some swords and different things and some sticks. But, um, uh, yeah, the people there are extremely loving. They really want to hear about Jesus. Um, they appreciate they appreciate when any of us get over there. I was in uh, Arusha, Tanzania, and uh, and like I say, we went up and saw the Maasai. But the people are very loving. 
Um, but they really do appreciate the, this open hand mm. that America, what we get to do. We're really probably many of our listeners. They probably either are praying for missionaries. They may be providing for them. And you know the encouragement. The encouragement is, is you get the chance, pray about it, and go. And uh, you don't have to go to Africa, folks. You can come right down to the park at El Cajon. Um, pray about it. Think about it. Provide whatever your resources are. But do you have an open hand? Absolutely. You know, I, I love to hear that. And, you know, it's around the world. It's here in our backyard. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, that brings me up in, you know, Deuteronomy, you know, they had a year of cancellation of debts. And we know what that was, what God was talking about that. But God also was um, was talking about the poor, too. So um, if you don't mind, I want to just kind of read in a little scripture, because when you were saying about that and when you were talking about it, it reminded me about that. And, and God says, however, there should be no poor among you for in the land of your um, the, for in the land, your Lord, your God is giving you to possess as your inheritance. Mm. So God is, you know, telling you right there, hey, look, we got to take care of the poor. There should be no poor among you. And, you know, that kind of leads me into where I was going to go. And I was going to read out of um, Deuteronomy 15 and 11. And, you know, because that's where my heart was laying. But God was showing me a couple of scriptures ahead of that. And I'm going to start off in 7, and then I'm going to go to 8, and then I'll go to 11. And, um, and I'm going to be reading out of Deuteronomy 15, uh, verse 7, 8, and 11. And it says here in 7, If there is a poor man among your, brother, um, among your brothers in any of the towns of the land that the Lord your God has given you, do not be hard Hard, I'm hard-hearted or tight-fisted toward your poor brother. Rather, be open-handed and freely lend him whatever he needs. And then it goes down to 11, and it says, there will, be, oh, there will always be poor people in the land. Therefore, I command you, I, and this is the Lord speaking, I command you to be open-handed toward your brothers and toward the poor mm. and the needy in your land. You know, um, when, you, when you hear, I command you, that is not if you want to do it. It's not <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you don't want to do it. It's like I command you. And there's a reasoning right. for that. And I believe, and that's where we come at, where we say that we can break the cycle of homelessness. Mm-hmm. If we all do our part, there won't be no poor needy because we, we can help them and get them back on track. Now, granted, some people would argue about that and say, well, you know, John, they have an addiction and they have this and that. Yes, I think, uh, folks, I think every one of us has an addiction in one way or another. Some people exercise too much, right? And then they don't tend to their families enough. You know, there's a lot of addictions that we can say that in a lot of ways. And I understand that they do have addiction as in the drugs and alcohol. But um, but I have to, I, I look at it this way. They're in a different world than what we live in, actually. We go home. We got doors that lock. We got a bed that we sleep in, and we don't have to worry about someone really coming in our house mm-hmm. and um, taking what we have or, or trying to hurt our family. They don't have those kind of privileges out there. So, you know, when we're open-handed, um, I believe that God begins to work not only on the people that you're helping, because, you know, you can share Christ with them at that time, mm-hmm. but at the same time, God can work in your life. You can mm-hmm. learn something from this, too. So, you know, that's what I'm kind of leaning towards, Ed. You know, trying to do what the Lord commands me to do. 
You know, I know it's not by works that we're saved. We know that. And Amen. by the grace of God, I am so happy it's that way now because <laughs> I I would, it's been, John, you got an F. You know what I mean? But it's it's about what God has done. But, you know, if we just give back to the poor and we do what we're commanded to do, we can we can break this guys we mm-hmm. know that and we we know what, what we what we've seen people out there and people we have helped and how many people i mean look at tracy and lee they were out there for what seven eight years yeah. and everybody washed their hands from i mean down from um i won't say any names but down from cities to all this saying that they'll never get off this well they did and yeah. they, and they're doing they're doing wonderful you know so um so that's what I'm kind of leading to, you know, so. Yeah, well, you're you're right. And a lot of what changes is the way you approach them. You know, there's there's a lot of organizations that don't get personal with the people. That's right. They have, they have good ministries. Now, I don't knock any ministry that's helping the poor because we're talking about an open hand. Well, that's right. any help you give is an open hand. Exactly. But they'll come out and they'll set up food and, and clothing and and. When the clothing and the food is gone, they pack up their tables and leave. Uh, it's good to provide for their needs, but mm-hmm. you know what a lot of those people want is that uh, conversation. They want people to listen to them, yes. people to see that they're important. And this, when we talk about an open hand, this is where I'm getting from the spiritual thing. Is the spiritual thing, your open hand, is when you take a personal interest in someone and you start working with them and helping them. And get them to see that there is hope, that there are places they can go to to get a, a start on recovery. Um, and but you gotta you've got you've got to make a personal relationship with them. You've got to let them know that they can trust you, that what you're doing is for their good, uh, for them for them to really catch on and uh, and do the things that they need to do. But there, like I say, there's a lot of organizations that do good work, but they don't make it personal with the people. And, yes. and that's what we do. Everybody out there is a personal person. It's not a number. It's not 20 people, not 30 people. It's that one individual you're talking to at that time. That's the important person you're talking that that you're dealing with. You're, you're absolutely right, Ed, and that's what it is. And that's what we find out with a lot of programs. There's a lot of good programs out there, mm-hmm. folks. And so don't please don't get us wrong. Um but um, but they get to be too many, and they become a number, and that's what we've been finding out. Um, I talked to a, quite a few of the homeless out there, and they'll tell me, John, you know, I just um, I, I just it, this program just don't work for me, and um, you get down to the bottom truth. It's not that they get they don't get that one on one time, and they're in a you know they're in their group about eighty people to a hundred, and yeah. and it just becomes a number to them. So. Um, you know, we, you know, the greatest thing about, um, about working with the, the homeless is, is that you get to find out their history and you get to find out that they're not out there because they just went on to some drugs or some alcohol or whatever it may be. And they became homeless. That's not the case. Um, you, you'll get one or two of them out there. That could, it could, it could, it happened that way. But the majority is that they either got hurt yeah. and they couldn't work and they ended up losing that, um, a lot of divorces, you know, people get, you know, get um, relationships, get broken up and one person's out and, you know, and then they're back out there and then they're back on the street. So there's a little di- there's a lot of difference out there. So um, 
Blaine, I know that you know we see a lot of things and talk about to them, so share some of yours. Well, you know, I, I can, I'm sitting here just can't wait to talk because I agree with you guys. As uh, as Pastor Ed talked about, you know, we get to, you know, we're up close and personal, but what this reminded me, guys, and I don't know where this started, but praise God for it, but think about what we do when we get there. We, we unload a lot of these folks that didn't want to say hi before are now helping unload mm-hmm. clothing yeah. and yeah. And you know what, you guys, and I'm, I'm agreeing with what you're saying, Ed, they get excited when we get in our group and we hold hands. How, that is such a small, small little thing, you guys. But we get together, we hold hands. And we pray. That's, oh, yeah, and we pray. We, we, that's, what, we, that's what he's talking about, about holding hands. Yeah. And we, all, we get together before we um, pass out the food and that. We'll circle up and um, we'll start to do a prayer. And um, it's amazing um, we have we have um, people that would sit out and watch on the outside, yeah. and next thing you know, man, they're right in the middle of the link, and then they know that we're offering prayer, and they'll say, "Would you?" And they'll run up to you and ask, "Hey, I need some prayer." Yeah. So, I mean, these yeah. are the blessings that um, you know. Um, a lot of people say, "Well, I don't get to see God. I don't see God ever really working, or if I do, it's very rarely on occasions." These are the times that you see God in action, oh, and yeah. and. And we're really blessed by seeing that. So, and and I got I got to jump in again just because when we get together that circle to pray, um, you know, Mary gets right there in the middle, and she just raises her hands and she just feels like dancing. You know, it's like whoa, we're we're together again, koinonia. We're family. We're building yes. family with uh, many of the homeless. And so as we get out there and we get to hold the hands, as we get to just be really personal, Ed. And praise God, because this past week you came up, you said, Blaine, you know, we need to go out and see one who needs prayer. You know, thank you. Yeah. Uh, encourage me to just get out there. And, and, and it really it's just a matter of just loving them up and saying, hey, what can we pray for? It's not our words. I mean, brothers and sisters, you know, it's not our words. It's the heart of God. It's as we pray, we're, we're praying to Jesus. We are praying at the throne room and we're laying out whatever their needs are and ours. We always include ours. Because we all have needs, and you know what, it gets around to the uh, the homeless. There, um, they share amongst themselves, and it's, it's pretty. Um, they that word goes pretty quick among their groups, mm-hmm. and it goes, it spreads like fire. Like they say, when yeah. sp- what fire spreads, it spreads quick. And you know, um, um, the minute I get out there, we get out there, we'll have two or three just waiting, saying, "Hey, John, um, I heard that you work with this and this and that. Could you help me with this or that?" And then you know, so they hear and they pass it on to moms themselves. So the word gets spread around out there, and that's what the the greatest uh, the joy is is that um, they know that you're there to help them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and the thing is about it, we hear a lot that a lot of a lot of them say that um, I've asked and asked and I don't get help, right. and um, and that's you know, and that's a sad thing. So. I mean, that's when I call it a blessing, even though it's it's a it's a lot of work. It's not it's not easy work where you just make a phone call and you say, "Okay, here you go, you, here it is," and it, you know it's 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 a little bit of work to do, but mm-hmm. it's you know, but the rewards are, are the greatest. You yes. know, there's nothing like it. So, can I do a little bit of testimony? Yes, we have a uh, woman who was on the street, Letitia. Yes, uh, and. Uh, she needed a job. Well, the church needed someone to clean the church, so they hired her to come in to clean the church. Then she got a job, 
And the other day we were, she was getting ready. She got her own apartment. She was getting ready to move in and needs needed some financial help to get out things out of storage. So I went out to get her the money. That woman was so excited because she yeah. was getting her own apartment. She has a four year, four or five year old son. But you know when when you go out there, you work with somebody for probably a year. We've worked with her. Yeah, that maybe. was Lynette. Yes, Lynette. Lynette. Yes, Lynette. Yeah. Yes. And but she was so excited that she was getting her own apartment. She had a job, and now she's able to support her and her son. And uh, that's the kind of thing that when people, you know, they, they're on the street, they're hopeless. There's not much they can do, and all of a sudden mm-hmm. they get a, they get a hand, and they things just start rolling for them. And it's it's uh, really exciting for them to see things starting to go back to normal. Yes, that is, and I, I enjoy that too. Those are the, those are testimonies, and you know, here's our time again, running out, and it just went by so quick again. Um, you know, I just want to give a shout out again uh, to our sponsors. Um, we got a few of them out there, but I want to say thank you for Goodwill and them helping out with the clothes, uh, the clothing. I want to say again to Javier, thank you, Javier, over at Sombreros, and for uh, helping us with some of the food. And we also want to let you guys know that, um, audience, that we are a 501c3 nonprofit. Any of your donations are taxable, uh, tax uh, deductible, tax tax deductible. So if you like to donate, please um, you can get on our website. That is Cornerstone Transitional um, Housing dot org, or you can call this number at six one nine seven one five six nine one five. Again, that number is. Six one nine seven one five six nine one five, and Cornerstone Transitional Housing dot org. You can give do that. Also, I want to give a shout out to tell uh, Pastor Steve over there at El Cajon Westland Church. Thank you for helping the homeless outreach. And I understand that the Westland Church is going to have a craft fair. Anybody who's interested, they're going to have it on September fourth. They can give a phone call at. Um, at the El Cajon Westland Church, um, they're looking for crafters to come and set up. So if that is one of your interests, please give them a call. I'm sure they would love to talk to you. Again, folks, I just want to thank you. I want to just tell you, God bless every one of you. Please help us out with um, any donations that you can. But most of all, remember our needy and poor. They need you just as much. So God bless every one of you. And all praises to glory to God. Thank you for joining us on Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse, where they encourage you to think big and act bigger. Join us again next week at this same time as we work together to break the cycle of homelessness, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. Your generosity, philanthropy, and charitable contributions are always welcome and remarkably make a positive impact on the lives of those in need every day. Take part in making a difference by visiting cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. That's cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. This has been Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse on KPraise.